where do you find though that people are having the most trouble in deciding like what is valuable to them? Oh, it's a classic. Um, when I ask people, what's your rich life? The answers are very vague. There's three answers that represent about 90% of what I hear. The first is, I want to do what I want, when I want. I go, okay, what do you want? They go, uh... So they've never really thought deeply about it. The second is, uh, I want to have a million bucks. Well, does not kind of depend if you live in Brooklyn or if you live in you know, Seattle or te- uh, somewhere in Texas, of course. And then the third most haunting answer is, I just want to pay off my debt. And this is the concept of a ghost. You hear this with individuals and couples. They have a ghost on their shoulder or in the middle of their relationship. And it haunts everything they think about. Every day of their life, they wake up. Oh God, I got this debt. Can we go to this hotel? Got this debt. Can we eat out or invite our friends? Got this debt. Mm. And I don't mind that they feel that way. That's a real feeling. One of the things that I talk a lot about in my book and my, my material is these emotions are real, mm-hmm. right? Money psychology is at least as important as the math. So first, I want to acknowledge that. Why do you feel that way? So then what? I want to probe them. What's the worst that could happen? Now let's flip that. What's the best that could happen? We kind of explore the, the tapestry of their emotions. But then it's not enough to just talk about your feelings. I find that people who have money problems love to talk about their money problems. Yes. And sometimes I find this in self-development as well. It's fine to acknowledge that you have challenges or you have certain feelings, but we can't simply soak ourselves in those feelings. That's not enough. And in fact, that can become addictive and destructive. So what happens after that is critical. Mm -hmm. And that is, let's make a plan. I'll give you an example. Um, I have uh, many people I talk to, they're in what they consider a severe amount of debt. The funniest part is it could be, 20,000 or 400,000. They both feel the same way. Does anybody else find that crazy? Mm -hmm. Oh, this debt is overwhelming. I go, how much is it? 20,000 in my head. I'm like running the math in my head. Like I can see the numbers flipping around and I already know exactly how long it will take them to pay off, but it doesn't matter to them because they've never gotten to that point. At that point, they are problem oriented, not solution oriented. So I, I, You talk about the feelings and I want to understand where to come from, how to happen. And then I say, how long do you think it'll take you to pay it off? 95% of people do not know their debt payoff date. Mm. That's not okay. Mm -hmm. And so this is where the tough love comes in. It's not acceptable to have a ghost on your shoulder, making you feel bad, guilty, shame for the last nine years. And you've never gone to Google and typed in debt payoff calculator. Mm -hmm. So you come to me because I'm going to listen to you, but I'm also going to give you a gentle nudge and say, hey, we're going to create a plan right now. So we do it. We do it on the spot. And they'll realize some of them can pay it off in 18 months, which is nothing. Wow. Some of them, they have got 20 years of payments. Fine. Let's talk about that now. What if you put an extra 50 bucks towards it? It can cut your payments by six years. Wow. The, the young woman that I spoke to last night, she had 18 months of payments left. And she was very restrictive about her money. And she said, the math doesn't lie. That's the plan. 18 months is just math. I said, math lies all the time. The plan you put together is based on your psychological understanding of money. So she goes, what do you mean? I said, how'd you choose 18 months for the payoff? She goes, well, you know, of course you got to pay off your debt as fast as you can. I go, do you? She sat there stunned. She'd never considered it. Imagine this. 
she will not allow herself to go out to a restaurant because this debt is on her shoulder. And she even told me point blank, she goes, I think very linearly. I think that first I need to pay off mm-hmm. my debt, then I can start doing this, then I can do that, then I can buy a house, da 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 da. I go, what's the cost of that belief? She goes, I'm probably not feeling happy about my money at all. I go, when was the last time you ever felt happy about your money? She goes, I can't remember when. So I said to her one challenge, what if you allowed yourself to pay off your debt in 19 months, not 18, and you gave yourself just a little freedom to be able to go out to that restaurant, Thai restaurant that she wanted to go to? It had never occurred to her. Mm. Why? Because she's always been driven by this invisible script. Debt is bad and I need to pay it off as quickly as I can. Now, I don't want anyone listening to this to take away the fact I'm not telling you to go to stay at luxury hotels if you've got 50 grand of debt. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point is we want to first acknowledge our emotions. Then we want to create a plan and really interrogate that plan so it fits in our lifestyle. If you wake up every day and feel bad about money, that's a red flag. If you wake up every day, whether or not you have debt and you feel good, you've got a vision, a rich life, you have some enjoyment as well as some hardship that you're accepting because of your place in life, now you're working that plan. Mm. And I think like, you know, to that point, I think we feel we are so much in the, tell me what I am. So we see our credit score. We see what's in our bank account. We see the debt we have. We're like, oh, that's who I am. And that defines us. And that's kind of what I have to work with. But to your point, it's information that you can personally work with to fit into your life and your desires. And yeah, I felt that way many times in my life. We're like, yeah. okay, well, what do I do? Like, that's what it is. Totally. Period. That's, that's the math. And that's what some random multi-billion dollar credit rating agency told me. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Okay, use the information. Yes, it's valuable. It tells you, hey, if your credit is in the, is in the tank, you probably shouldn't go buy a $5 million house in West LA. Okay. If you're in tons of debt, you probably have a spending issue. But let's try to tackle that and figure out what's going on. Or you have some kind of healthcare thing that came up. If you're making a ton of money and it's just sitting in a checking account, that's a problem as well. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Why do you feel like investing is gambling? Let's talk about that. Let's yeah. get educated. But I'm not going to let someone else, especially some distant credit agency or some stupid bank, tell me who I am. I decide. Mm-hmm. And that's my wish for everybody. You decide. You decide your rich life. Don't let anybody tell you that buying a beautiful dress is frivolous. If that's what you love, if that's your money dial clothes, go mm-hmm. all in. Mm-hmm. If you love to travel, turn it up. Tell me what that looks like. If you love convenience like I do, build your life around yeah. it. Nobody decides your rich life except you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.